Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. Today we're just kind of hanging out, talking about some of our kind of cool things from our collection, kind of randomly choosing a few things. And Amir and I were just chatting about a custom binding project I had done of uh, Thriller, the 1980s series by Trevor Von Eden and Robert Lauren Fleming. Uh, and yeah, just how nice this turned out. Uh, if anyone's interested in connecting to the designer, post it in the comments or reach out to me because it's turned out so well. I'm a huge fan of this book. I did a whole series about it. In fact, collected as an ebook on Amazon about Thriller. It's like the uh, Amazing Heroes article about Thriller from the early 80s and then the cover from the original and then the actual original issues all bound together. I just think this turned out so well. It's like this this hardcover collection I never got. And in the back, I have Michelle Fife's article about it from the Comics Journal. It's beautiful. It's like, that's how you bind, right? You don't just bind the issue. You bind, like, you have the articles, the previews, and the articles, and like that. I, I've read that. Um, you see who's who page. There's, I think there's one thing that's missing, I feel like. And that's that's your article about thriller. I would have been if I if I, if I bind mine, I'm gonna include that one. My ego's just not big enough for that. Thank you. I got to my full run of Defiant comics uh, collected too. Different but very cool back cover. The spines is three volumes, and the spines all line up. This is an image from one of the Defiant books, and the one, two, three all connected together. And then, you know, all the Defiant books, including the trading card collections and the actual comics and some unpublished stuff. Defiant was a weird-ass company. We should talk about them someday. Mm -hmm. So, like, the designer created these kind of in-between pages. So, one of the cooler things in my collection. It's and I'm literally right now prepping my complete DC comics of Steve Gerber. So this wow. is my this is my table of contents page. It's a little hard to see on the screen. Uh, what's cool about this collection is so you know I put together Steve Gerber conversations, which got published. Um, and one of the things we found was an article Gerber wrote for Super Eight Filmmaker in 1978 about making movies based on comics. Wow! And here it is: what comics can teach you about movies by Steve Gerber. That's awesome. And, you know, he's got like a John Romita Spider-Man cover to show what you can do in comic. It's I wild. Feel like, I feel like DC should hire you to put that together for them. He talks about like a Daredevil page and the Swamp Thing or Man Thing page and how he how it feels like comics. Like he he, he talks about how uh, Man Thing is sinking down into the swamp and how it's cinematic. Mm -hmm. so anyway it's a fun little project if anyone's interested again let me know because i've just really been enjoying putting that together what have you been working on well i've been working on anything i've i mean in terms of uh comics related however i uh i have a storage of my comics and once in a while i, I you know i have a lot of them and and i forget what i have 
oftentimes I'll notice that uh, I've bought stuff multiple and stuff. So instead of like spending too much money, I want to go back and like look at these comics because oftentimes when I pull them out of my storage, they feel like I never read them before, even though I've read them or looked at them and stuff. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe I own that. Um, and so basically I looked and I pulled one. So I just want to kind of show you some comics that uh, that I found that were kind of like pretty cool. They're not nothing really expensive or anything, but there's some really cool stuff that I found that I own that I'd forgotten about. Yeah, the let's see. One is, uh, it's called Baby You Really Something. And it's essentially not even a comic, but it's uh, Frank Frazetta sketches that were... Uh, or yeah, pencil sketches that were printed by Fanographics or Arrows. And uh, essentially it's just got, and this is really in poor shape. It's like, oh, there's watermarks. I think I paid like maybe a quarter for it. Um, but it basically has some, it's their adult line of comics that produce. Oh yeah. Uh, so, and it's Very just- Very sexy amazing, women. Amazing Frank for, and guys, you know, uh, they have good looking men too, but mostly, actually, mostly women. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. But yeah, so it's just kind of interesting. It's like Frazetta's pencils and and it's published by the Arrows, porno. I get not porno, but adult comics that mostly involve sex from fanographics. That's a cool find. You must, you know, it must be a great book to flip through. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Really cool drawings. Um, and it's Frank Frazetta, right? Like it's basically an art book from Frazetta in pamphlet format. Um, I had an, heard an anecdote about this line, Arrows, is that for a long time, I think you may have mentioned it. I have another friend who was actually working on Fanographic while these were being published. Um, said that like, this is what kept uh, Fanographics afloat in that like, some people would call and order like $200 worth of these, these kind of issues, you know? So it's just kind of like, not just this, because there's a lot of sexual porno comics too that they sold. Wendy Whitebread Undercover Slut, among many, many other things. Yeah. Who drew that? Was that uh, Don Simpson? That, that was Don Simpson, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. The cool thing about it, they actually have some of the issues that you can order. And I'm going to cover the name. There's a bad word there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but basically, um, you know, they have uh, issues by uh, Jaime Her oh, Gilbert Hernandez. Um, Birdland. Know, like Birdland by Jaime or Gilbert, rather, is really fun. It's really yeah, fun. Birdland right there. Yeah, those are some yeah. of the issues. And then see if I can cover up the bad word. Those are some Karate other girl, the blonde, talk dirty. Oh, oops. That's all. Yeah, uh, they made, that's what saved the company during their down period. And ironically, now that what's keeping the company alive is like rated G stuff like the Disney books. But that's interesting. Yeah. So another thing that I found was, you know, I've been really wanting to get into more Kyle Baker books, comics. And I found Nat Turner. I actually have not read the, these two issues, but about the revolutionary um, uh african-american you know who stood up to slave owners and i don't know much about him i don't know much about this comic but i want to so that's the next thing i'm going to read off of these things that i brought so a few inside pages oh they're beautiful i looked at some of them a lot of it is just wordless yeah. comic, actually it's pretty amazing look at the craft he does on that like the the, the shading 
and the the like energy to it yeah do you know what year these are from um these are from let me look it up i think i only have the first oh 2005 2005 so it's probably the beginnings of digital but not i wonder how much of it, this was digital versus by hand yeah here's another. almost 20 years old now that's just so beautiful looking look at that those eyes dude how do you do that? We should talk Baker sometime. Yeah, he's amazing. I don't. I, unfortunately, exactly. I feel like I don't have any. I don't have too much knowledge. And then he's got these other books that I have. Some of them that are like really cool. Yeah, the cartoonist ones are fun. They're all family humor and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cool. What about you? I'm gonna. I got a bunch see. of stuff. But I want to see. Your I'm stuff. gonna randomly choose something out of this box that's sitting behind uh -oh. me. Oh, nervous. <laughs> I have a Steve Ditko, oh. Mr. A. So I've been buying these collections of Ditko comics that are all pretty much posted all to the Kickstarter these days. And they're all, uh, Steve Ditko is essentially self-created work. Mm -hmm. Well, they're all 100% Ditko. This, I can tell I haven't opened it because it's really tight. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, Ditko became this objectivist and created these all these very kind of obscure comics about righteous men create destroying evil mm -hmm. and you can still see the beauty of ditko's work like still feels like a like the, like these faces feel like spider-man faces oh yeah, yeah so much energy in them but you can tell it's him because of the style and because of the bad lettering too <laughs> did he letter um, it himself oh yeah that's that's definitely his lettering i mean he created these out of his little apartment in new york city and this is what he worked on for, you know, the last 15, 20 years of his life is stuff like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's legit like great pages here. Like, look at that, that progression on the yeah. left side page there. That's really good comics. That is good. Yeah. I mean, towards the end, I have some of those issues towards the end. It's just kind of scribble looking with still cool, but those are from, a good one. That's yeah, a good from 2014. So Oh, yeah. You know, it's five or so years before he died. Mm -hmm. So I got to say, I got a whole stack of these that have piled up because you got to be in the right mood to read these Ditko comics because they're yeah. so they're so strident. They're so serious. I mean, Mr. A, that face and everything. Yeah. Uh, but they're, if you're in the right mood, they're such a good read. Oh, my name's on there somewhere, too. Oh yeah! Oh, nice. Did you know that he, his, like cousin or nephew, put out a collection that he might have not been, he might have been against or something after he's passed away. Oh, I believe that they put in a collection of all those Mister A's. So I mean, I guess if you're okay with <laughs> doing something that maybe Bitco wouldn't have been for, you could buy those. He was pretty so. serious about what he was for and what he was against, right? Yeah, but I'm not sure of that, so I don't know. Cool. All right, what else, Jason? Let's see. I got a few Ditko books here. I'll randomly choose where they're in the back. Oh, this is a nice one. So let me do the one after it. Okay, so this is one of my favorite back issues. Just Ooh. happens to be in this box. So for a very short time in the mid-1960s, um, King Features Syndicate, who did um, Popeye, Flash Gordon, Mandrake the Magician, 
and other characters put out their own line of comics. Mm-hmm. So this is the Flash Gordon comic. And this is a great convention search item because inside of it is exquisite Al Williamson art. Wow. When I say exquisite, I mean, look at that. It's like gorgeous freaking Al Williamson art. And he, Al Williamson did like two or three issues of Flash Gordon. Uh, issue five, which was the one I'm showing, is kind of famous as being the best of his issues. But look at this work. I mean, it's just... Look at these dinosaurs. Whoa. That looks amazing. Doesn't that look beautiful? Mm-hmm. And that's from the 60s? That printing looks nice. This is from 1967. Look at that splash page. Oh. Wouldn't you love to own that splash page? Oh, yeah. And that's as beautiful as anything he ever did for EC Comics. He must have been paid well because he put a lot of love into this book. What number is that? What's uh, which? Uh... So this is number five. Mm-hmm. I've got some others down here. There's he did a couple issues, and then there's a um, issue drawn by Reed Crandall, who's another fantastic artist of the period. Here's Flash number three. Let's see who drew this one? I haven't pulled these out in a while. These have been sitting in my garage for a while. You can see I got a beat up copy too. Hmm. Um, the more beat up the better it means it's been loved this is rick estrada rick who did a lot of work for ec or dc and marvel in the 70s definitely not definitely not a al williamson it is kind of interesting can you put up that uh there's a there's a picture of this lady going crazy looking oh yeah this, this one's good of her too it's like a Wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's definitely not Crandall or Williamson, but yeah, it still has got this energy to it, right? How he did a lot of work. That's right. He did a lot of work for uh, Joe Kubert in the War Comics. Mm-hmm. And let's see, here's Flash Gordon number four. Flash Gordon number four. That's a great one. Is drawn. Oh, this here's another Williamson issue. Wow, that looks good. Yeah, I love this stuff. I might sit down the Sunday afternoon and just read this. Look how beautiful. Mm-hmm. These are all collected, too. They're all available through, uh, I want to say, like, who's that publisher? Hermes Press has collected all these older issues. But not in color, though, right? It's just the I, black. I think they are in color. Oh, they are. Okay, cool. Yeah. And here's number six. This is the, I think this is the Crandall issue. This looks like Crandall. Because his figures are stiffer, but they're very solid. Mm-hmm. There is a, I didn't know this. This is definitely the Crandall issue. Mm-hmm. And I'll show one more because I, since I, you got me pulling them all out of the long box. Please do. Flash number nine. And before too long, it got kind of more mediocre. Oh, this so, one is actually the Alex Raymond strips collected. Oh wow, that's a that's a nice one. Yeah, I love Alex Raymond. So they they didn't commission new stories, but look how pretty that looks. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice little find, old, old convention find. You know, with Flash Gordon, I 
maybe within the last couple of years, I found out that Harvey Kurtzman actually wrote some Flash Gordons. Really? Yeah, I think so. I knew that. I mean, he didn't draw them. I wanted the bottom. I wanted drawn by him. But uh, but there is a collection of Harvey Kurtzman Flash Gordons. I gotta look for that. So what else is in your box? All right, let's let me see if I can what I need to. I was gonna uh take something random. All right, so I'll make this theme of uh Mike Mignola. I found um a Conan written by Mignola. And um a beautiful cover. I haven't looked at the interiors, but really I just care about Mignola. <laughs> And this is my Manola section. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful. I, I'm pretty sure I bought this for the cover. I don't. I've never read this comic. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, the other thing is, um, the other thing that I found is, uh, we've talked about Bill Ray before, and so Mignola and Bill Ray uh, collaborated on a comic called uh, Hellboy Junior. <laughs> oh, that's such a fun book! It looks adorable and it's pretty cool. Like. Uh, and Bill Ray, I mean, we sang his praises all the time. It's kind of cool. There's like a little uh, Mignola sketch in the back of yeah. this. But yeah, this is pretty cool. Like you'll see Bill Ray's uh, Bill Ray's art. Sorry, I'm trying to get it on the. It's so cute. Yeah, it's pretty adorable. And uh, I mean, some really cool art from Bill Ray, if you could see. Oh yeah, it's like childlike, child style, but it's so sophisticated too. Yeah, it reminds me of another guy too. Uh, actually, you know that art was a uh, Dave Cooper. I'm sorry, that was by Dave Cooper. Oh, I like Dave Cooper a lot. He's I love really Dave good. Cooper. Yeah, it's amazing. I can't believe I have this comic by Dave Cooper. That's going to be in my Sunday reading today. Oh yeah, Dave Cooper, Bill Ray, and then. Um, Pat McEwen. Are you familiar with Pat McEwen? I don't know too much about For some reason, I feel like he's like a British guy. Either British and, or Canadian, I want to say. And I believe... Um, oh, so here's here's a treat. There is a Hellboy Jr. drawn by Minola. I love that man's work. Look at that. Amazing. He does so much with so little. Yeah. Oh, that guy's face when he's screaming. That is just spectacular. Highly recommended. Buy this. Nice find. What else do you have there? Got more Hellboys. This is a Hellboy section. So it's a Mignola section. So I found one um, called, uh, it's actually Richard Corbin and Mac Mignola Hellboy comic. It's called I love those Corbin issues. They're amazing. I, I, you know, we've talked about. Yeah, we just talked about them a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and I, I always say I'm kind of ashamed that I'm not a huge uh, Corbin aficionado. Uh, but I, oh, I know all the stuff he's done with Minola. I feel like it's amazing. I love it. It's just some great detail and the complexity of the images and everything. I think all three of them, Minola, Corbin, and um, Dave Stewart. They just make magic together. I mean, Corbin is a good, great colorist him by himself, but. No, um, like the way Dave Stewart broke that, you're just showing the page where there's the gray and then the yellow to highlight the events that are happening. Yeah. That's like real. And like Cowboy almost glows on the page too. 
Yeah. Really nice use of slick paper on that to like highlight the energy of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that looks fantastic, Amir. So here's the Corbin one. And then the other thing I found, this is an expensive comic that I've been really looking for. And then I'm like, I'm not going to spend money on it. I'll just buy it in a collection. I don't know if it's, but you know, it's it's not worth it. I mean, I don't want to spend 20, 30 bucks on it. But basically, this was an issue. It's called The Wolves of St. August. And originally, it was presented in black and white and Dark Horse Presents. But it's uh, Mike Mignola. And the colorist back then was not Dave Stewart. It was actually James St. Clair. So yeah. they have some really amazing. Uh, and the coloring is, is great, you know. I love these kind of drawings that he does, like that wolf with oh, the yeah. dress wearing a dress. Oh yeah, that's a spooky. What a spooky image! Look at that cover. It's amazing. Amazing werewolf. So just some. Be oh, look at this. What gets me is Mignola just got better too. Yeah. He's better today than he was back then. I just oh my more God, that man. Yeah, so that's that. Greatest cartoonist alive, maybe. Oh God, I wish he would. I mean, I don't want him to. I'll show one other thing from Hellboy. Um, uh, it's a uh, Hellboy Krampenschnatt, drawn by, written by Mignola, of course, and drawn by Adam Hughes. Oh, and I bought both of the covers because I love them both. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry. This is the um, this is the one drawn by uh, Mignola and drawn by Adam Hughes. And first with a beautiful, scary woman there. That's right. Oh, this is beautiful. And I, the cover is all glossy and stuff. It's like really nice. Smells good. <laughs> It smells like upper deck baseball cards <laughs> and here's like <laughs> let me just the, the art is i mean i don't know sorry i'm getting caught up looking at it instead of showcasing it but <laughs> just looking at like look at that art. oh yeah it's beautiful stuff and he can even draw monsters i mean the guys he doesn't just draw he draws spooky oh yeah you're right. Really cool. Really awesome. I'll look for that. That looks fantastic. Cool. I'm going to stop there. I want to see what you got. Yeah, let me see what else I can randomly choose from the pile. Okay. I am the history, history guy today. The Complete Cheech Wizard Volume 2. By Vaughn Baudet. Oh, okay. Cool. Classic underground com comics. Double taped. I, I haven't opened this one, obviously. Uh, oh, it's a weird size. Mm -hmm. See, it's like shorter than regular comics. Oh, okay. And a little thinner. The mm. tiny, tiny edge there. Weird. This is from Ripoff Press. From 1986, during the height of the black and white boom. That's interesting. Oh, 86. Oh, wow. I would have felt like it was like 70s. 
You can tell this used to be color comics because it has that kind of fuzziness in black and white. Uh, oh, wow. That's so funny. The black and white. Um... Boom. Looks like it's just a collection of all kinds of miscellaneous stuff he created. Mm -hmm. I literally haven't read this. I haven't even looked at this since I pulled it out of the box. There's a bear fighting in outer space. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. That's so weird. I don't even know what this is, honestly. I know I know why I picked it up, but I I, I haven't even dug into this at all. Hey, look how primitive this art is. That monster. Oh. It's like the opposite of Mignola. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, just weird shit. I'm not familiar with Von Baudet very much, but I do know he showed up in uh, heavy metal quite a bit. That I'll pull out one other thing. Oh yeah, books I, books I know you love. The uh, all time comics. Oh, I do love those books. Yeah. Freaking back cover. Oh my goodness. Damn. And that's Josh Bayer, Josh Simmons, Julia Graforer. Uh Trevor Von Eden draws some of this. And I just it's like the this I it's indescribable to me how much I love this stuff. It's just so packed with energy and just weird, intense, like surreal superhero drama it's like it really is like porn for a superhero freak von eden's going crazy on his pages just having fun because he's always the guy who would like destroy panel borders and do whatever the heck he wanted with them and it's just so just completely off the hook mm. huge fan of this stuff i know you are too oh yeah i actually just found one of that series, Blind Justice, in my head. oh yeah, show that one. This one's drawn by Noah Van Skyver. Oh really? I don't think I've seen that one then. Yeah, like this right here. Oh yeah. <laughs> and oh, Josh Bear, Al Milgram inked it. Noah okay, Van that's... <laughs> Noah Van Skyver and Al Milgram, of Noah all Van... things. Oh my God, Al Milgram who who inked Infinity Gauntlet. Wow. Oh, that looks spectacular. I bet I have it in this box here somewhere. I gotta we should talk about that some week. Yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff. Let's do all time comics sometime in the future. Yeah this, yeah. this whole run. That'd be cool. I wonder if you'd still have to find what else you got? That's what I got. Let's see. Drum roll, please. There's another Ditko. We talked about Copra last week, so I'm not gonna pull out Copra. Uh, Dead Man by Neil Adams. Oh, nice. Oh, the new one. <laughs> the new one. Oh, well, yeah. Did you ever watch this this show, Happy, based on the Grant Morrison comic? I read the comic. I haven't watched the show. A lot of people hated the show. I thought it was really fun. This is this, of course, is the late period over rendered too much Adams Neil Adams. Look at that work. I love like, that guy. It's so ugly and beautiful at the same time. It's a lot like the all-time comic stuff. That lion. Look at that. Look yeah. at that. It's just like too much, but also yeah. just amazing. Too much awesome is right. Too much awesome. Look at that gun he's shooting. 
I, maybe it's a laser or something, but that's a lot of lot of energy being shot out of that dude's hand. Mm-hmm. So why don't you do a couple more, Amir, and then we'll let you get going. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to be quick on this one. I found uh, a couple of... Uh, so one thing, is, as you know, I'm a big fan of Paul Pope. And uh, I don't know much about Anthony Bourdain, but before he passed away, he had some comics produced by Burger Books on Dark Horse. And issue three was drawn by uh, Paul Pope. He also the had... Cover by? What's that? Uh, I think the cover is by Paul Pope as well. Yeah. Oh, it's a gorgeous cover. Wow. So it's pretty cool. Um, actually, it's so weird. Uh, here it is. He's one of the artists on there. Boldly see the Pope. Oh, yeah. I think the other artist is Sebastian Cabrol, who I do not know. But um, yeah, here's the Paul Pope. Oh, yeah. Love that man's work. Yeah. Keep saying that. Yeah. We he's... just have such similar tastes. Yep. Look at that. <laughs> it's like a horror anthology that he did and then you know if you pick it up it's got Irene Co, Francesca, Frank Avia and some other folks on there um, the other thing is oh uh, yeah so those are the people <laughs> this is a crazy one I'm a big fan of cats and I don't even know if this is a comic this is crazy it's called Cathar Apocalypse or Cathopolix and it's an image com like a like literally pictures of cats superimposed into drawings, and it's like an apocalypse Mad Max comic of with cats in it. Oh my god! What the hell is this thing? That's the right word. What the hell is this thing? Look at that! Like <laughs> what is this? Like some epic fantasy or something? Yeah, I mean, I, I really didn't, like, read it. I just got it because it was for... Look at this. What the hell is this? It's just cats. Oh, my God. This looks incredible. It's like Mad Max for cats. And there's rendering and, like, weird stuff going on with cats, like, attached to each other. <laughs> what year is this yeah. one from? Who is this from? Is this a new book? It's old. It's probably 2010 or 2011. It doesn't even have a date. It's like self-published. And you go to, if you go on Twitter or X, it's uh, Lord Cute Mungus. Okay. Obviously a cat's name too. Crazy. What What if cats created comics that had them as the heroes yeah oh my god that looks amazing amir this is an amazing box thank you for doing this because i'm i just got my reading for the rest of the year because there's some stuff in here that's like oh my god i can't believe i have these so i'm so excited to rediscover this stuff heck yeah man thanks amir thanks thanks jason